on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network, this is Northland Outdoors Radio. For the next hour, we'll give you the latest on fishing, hunting, and spending time in the outdoors all across the Northland. Welcome to Northland Outdoors Radio. Now here's your host, Brett T-Bone Amundsen. You can never go wrong with this song to open up any show. This could be a heavy metal show and they could play this song and we'd be like, oh, that's awesome. Amarillo by morning. George Strait is a good one. From San Amarillo by morning. All right, welcome to the show. We got some great stuff for you today. We'll talk ducks with John Debney from Delta Waterfall and recap the breeding duck numbers in North Dakota, Wisconsin, Minnesota. Plus, last week I spent... Uh, uh, some time up at Tazin Lake in the northwestern corner of Saskatchewan at Tazin Lake Lodge. The trip is unbelievable. Lots of big fish, incredible food, and a good time with some great people. Trevor Montgomery was my guide. He's also one of the owners up there, and he will join us to talk about how you could fish on Tazin Lake for a world record lake trout. These things are absolute monsters. Trevor joins us later in the show, but first, the Northland Outdoors staff, ladies and gentlemen. Greg Kaiser. Good morning. Brian Peterson. Hey, Brett. Becca Clemens. Mm, hello, hello. What's up, guys? Just hanging. Good? Nothing much. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> good. I'm glad to hear you guys all live cricket, cricket. exciting lives. <clears throat> uh, you guys will not believe the fish I caught on that trip to Tazin Lake. Uh, we'll save the real big fish stories for the TV show that will air in a couple of weeks. Northland Outdoors Television debuting this Woo-hoo. week. Right on. All right. On Fox Sports North. And uh, also, if you're listening in North Dakota, we're on uh, a number of stations across North Dakota. WDAY in Fargo, WDAZ in Grand Forks, and then... KMCY and KBMY across the uh, ABC network across North Dakota. So even some western Minnesota there. So you can find that schedule. That's at 10 a.m. Central on Sunday mornings in North Dakota and uh, 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, or uh, just check the, the list and the places there at northlandoutdoors.com uh, on the Northland Outdoors television page. Uh, the lake draw fishing at Tazin Lake is crazy. Greg, as you know, there's a world record swimming in that lake. It's uh, the land of the giants. <laughs> I love seeing your pictures. Man, it is unreal, the fish that are in there. And we may or may not have just caught some big, big lake trout. You're going to have to watch the TV show to find out. That's what we call a tease in the business. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, I was tease. wondering what was going on. Stop with the teasing already. You're and driving the, me crazy. The, the pike fishing, the pike fishing was the best pike fishing I've ever been a part of. We were sight fishing. All these fish, literally looking for the big fish and targeting them with two different presentations. We cast out with uh, like a big MEP spinner or a crankbait, bring these fish close to the boat, then switch to a finesse bait like a, like a fly, and these big fish would go absolutely bonkers. I lost track of how many big pike over 40 inches that we caught while we were up there. And I've heard of, I've, I've, you know, Greg, I've heard of good pike fishing when you fly in somewhere in Canada, but <laughs> this was ridiculous. <laughs> Um, have you done a fly-in, or have you guys ever done a fly-in pike trip at all? Oh, yeah. Doing one in August. Oh, you are? Mm-hmm. Very nice. Have you done one before, Brian? Nope. this will be the first. But Greg, you've done them? I have. Have you got into some just crazy pike yeah, fishing? Oh, it's silly. It's silly. Absolutely. I got I got uh, a few big ones myself. I was up a couple of years ago and uh, actually had some big adventure. One of the fun parts of going on those trips is the remoteness and uh 
how on your own you actually are. We got caught in a storm. Oh boy. And uh, interestingly, my boy was being baptized on Sunday. This our flight was scheduled to come Saturday and we were oh, 40 miles across this monster of a lake and we were actually trying to catch lake trout and uh, or I shouldn't say trying, we were fishing lake <laughs> trout and this storm popped up and we had to run across this bay. It was like 30 miles across the big part of the lake and the waves came up and seriously, the hail and the lightning, I had my uh, head between my legs and doing the proverbial uh, kiss in my rear. I wasn't sure if we were going to make it. <laughs> Saying a prayer, coming across the lake. And, uh, man, we made it. We got back to uh, camp, and the sun came out. And uh, we thought, well, what better way to spend the afternoon? Let's go fishing. And uh, we got all our rain gear off and went out. And, uh, man, I hit hit a big one, big one, 47-incher. Uh, got to watch it hit. After that storm, I wouldn't have bet that at all. But, uh, man, it's just there's nothing like it going up there and targeting those big fish. And, and when you can watch I, the first fish I caught, uh, well, I shouldn't even say the first fish, the biggest fish, I caught two 43 and a half inch pike up there. The first one I caught, I spotted him. I brought my bait by him. I watched the entire process. You could see it and this water was so clear. And I watched that fish turn, come up and crush the bait. And then, you know, I watched the entire fight. I watched the landing. I saw the fish from beginning to end. A 43, a big fish like that, and to be able to watch the entire process from beginning to end. The first 40 inch pike I caught came completely out of the water twice. Nice. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. Wow. Completely out of the water twice while I was bringing it in. It was, uh, it was fun. You guys ever been 20 yards away from a moose at 3.30 in the morning? <laughs> knowingly. Multiple, multiple yeah. times. <laughs> that happened too while we were up there. And um, we were that far north where it stays light for so long. I think technically the sunset was 1030 and sunrise was 350 or something like that. And we just happened to be there during the longest day of the year, too. Um, but overnight, it didn't get dark. Uh, the sun would go down, but it wouldn't get completely dark out. And so we went out to take sunset photos one day. And uh, we were walking through the woods. And you, I mean, you're in the middle of nowhere up there. And we'd already seen some moose and some moose calves and, and uh, some other wildlife. And we're walking down the trail and we see some sign on the ground, you know, some poop, simple that <laughs> and some tracks. And uh, we're like, oh, there's been moose in the area. Cool, cool. And no sooner I was with Lance Tang and our cameraman, no sooner had he said that, that I looked to my right and there's a there's a cow moose standing 20 yards away from us. <laughs> I'm like, oh, moose, <laughs> you know, and we're both, we both carrying cameras with us on tripods, you know, we're, we're going to take pictures. You think we could get a picture of this moose at 20 yards, right? No, no. Moose took off running. I took a picture of it and realized I still had my camera on the timer setting. Oh, so no. if whatever, 10 seconds later, it took a picture of an empty trail. <laughs> That's where it was. The moose was 40 yards away. <laughs> But uh, that was a pretty cool experience. We also saw a duck out there swimming all by itself. I was out in the middle of the lake. So uh, I wanted to see it because I'm a, I'm a duck nerd. I just like to see ducks. So I was like, let's get closer to it and get a, a better look. And it looked like a coot. It was black. It was small. It had a weird bill on it. And the closer we got to it, I could see this hump and realize that it, it was, it's, that's a sea duck. That's a sea duck, you know, in the middle of this lake. And granted, we were on a big lake, but this wasn't this wasn't the sea. But uh, got some pictures, uh, zoomed in on it, realized it was a surf scoter. First time I'd seen a surf scoter out in the wild, so uh, I I was I thought that was pretty cool. And after doing a little bit of research, I realized the surf scoters are called uh, skunkheads or skunk-headed coot. 
That's what they call them because they're black and they've got a white patch on the back and a white patch on the front. Uh, but the, the skunk-headed coot, and I was, as it was trying to fly, it was running along the top of the water like a, I mean, the body shape was exactly like a coot. So the, the name, I think, is pretty fitting. And you guys want to know what else? Sure. What? Sea ducks. <laughs> More than you ever wanted to know about sea ducks. More than you ever wanted to know about. Question number one. Surf scoters are commonly found A, at the Pacific Coast, B, the Atlantic Coast, C, both, or D, wherever they can hang 10, dude. Wow, we have a D this week. There's a D because they're wow. called surf scoters. Mm-hmm. Get it. Got it. Get Got it. it. Becca, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to go Atlantic Coast. Atlantic. Brian. I'm going to go C. C, both coasts. Greg. I'll go Atlantic. Atlantic. The, the answer is both coasts. Actually, Brian, congratulations. Thank that you, is Brian. also the same place. They can hang 10, dude. Right. Question. <laughs> wow. I was going to say C and D, but. Because they're surf scoters. <laughs> Get it. Get it. Question number two, more than you ever wanted to know about sea ducks here on Northland Outdoors Radio. How old was the oldest surf scoter on record? A, 26 years and two months. B, 11 years and seven months. Or C, six years and six months. Six, okay. Brian. I will go with B. B, 11 years and seven months. Greg. You know, if they're anything like a coot, nobody shoots them. So I'm going to go with A. A, 26 years. Becca. I'm going to go with A as well. Those are valid uh, responses. But the correct answer is B, 11 years, 7 months. It was a male. He was found in Maryland in 2015. He had been banded in the Newfoundland Labrador area in 2004. So uh, as far as we know, he could still be alive. He could be older now. But that was the oldest recorded surf scoter that, uh, has, that we know of so far. Question number three, what type of sound do surf scoters make? A, usually they're silent. B, low clear whistles. C, a croaking crack. Or C, I'm sorry, or C, a croaking crack. Greg. Um, I'm going to go with your last option there. The last option, crack. Becca. Sounds kind of like a... Uh, I'm going to go with A. They're silent. And Brian. They look like croaking crackers. I'll go with C. I, <laughs> it was kind of a trick question. I apologize. It's all of the above. Oh. It's yeah. <laughs> kind of a trick question. Well, yeah. <laughs> They're silent, but they you, make sound. Usually they are all silent, but the males will whistle. Uh, I think like... Yeah, I'm guessing. Oh, okay. And then the we, the females apparently pretend to be throwing up. I guess. Cracking <laughs> <laughs> and croaking. I, mean, I guess that's that's well, that's like humans that yeah. they make. So, question number four: This scoter has been seen or shot in the Bemidji area in recent years. Is it a the velvet scoter, b the white wing scoter, or c the razor scooter? The razor scooter. Becca. I was waiting for six to come in there. Um, I'm going to go with the velvet. The velvet scooter. Brian. I'm going to go with B. B, the white wing scooter. Greg. White wing scooter. The white wing scooter is the correct answer, ladies and gentlemen. You do see uh, a few of them occasionally pass through some of the big lakes in central Minnesota. Uh, I know Matt Brewer has uh, uh, gotten a couple white wing scooters over the last few years, and you'll see them over on Lake Superior and things like that too, but just not very common. I did shoot a Razor scooter one time, though. 
but uh, I was feeling threatened. I don't know. Question number five. <laughs> a f- female white-winged scoters will abandon her brood after how many days? A, 21, B, 64, or C, 6? <laughs> Brian. It's going to be 6 one of these days, Brian. but I'm going to go with A. A, 21. Greg. Brian's batting a thousand. I'll follow him. Twenty-one and Becca. Sixty-four. Sixty-four. The answer is twenty-one. The female will tend to her brood for up to three weeks and then abandon them. Like, see ya. Move out of the basement already. But the young will usually stay together for another three weeks after mom uh, runs off and uh, hangs out in I don't know Vegas for a couple of weeks or whatever she's doing. After about twenty-one days of incubating the eggs. Neighboring females will start to behave aggressively towards other nesting females, resulting in confusion and mixing of broods. By the time she is done brooding, a female may be tending to as much as 40 offspring due to the mixing from these conflicts. So no wonder they leave after three weeks. (laughs) I don't even know if you're mine. There's like 40 of you. I can't take this anymore. I'm out of here, man. Grunting and cracking and whistling. Yeah, exactly. And the the guy's nowhere to be found. (laughs) He's out whistling somewhere else. Exactly. I'm out of here. Uh, The rough life of a sea duck, always searching for calmer water. Waters. Sounds like ducks on Devil's Lake last weekend, Brian. There would not have been any on the lake. The wind would have blown them right off. It was pretty windy over there. It was very windy. What, what was going on exactly? The 40th annual Chamber of Commerce Walleye Tournament. It's, it's a great tournament. Uh, 114 boats showed up. And, you know, it, it does get windy in North Dakota, obviously. But, no, but this was, never. yeah, <laughs> a little bit. A little breeze occasionally. But this was out of control. And uh, they called, they, they did get one day in, which was amazing. And uh, it was a good day. A lot of fish were caught. And then they just called it before the start of the second day. And so what, what the fishing was pretty good? Fishing was good. The winning team, they were the second to last team to enter, actually. Uh, Eric Hansen of Lisbon, North Dakota, and Virgil Nagowski of Gwinner, North Dakota. Combined, their five walleyes combined were just under 25 pounds, so a five-pound average. Oh, and their oh, largest yeah. was just over five, well, five and a half pounds, so very consistent. That's good. The biggest fish taken was uh, just over seven, I believe. So some nice. nice fish. You didn't get to fish at all? I didn't fish. Um, most of the people in the tournament didn't get to fish much. Oh. I mean, it was shortened, uh, a shortened first day, and then uh, that was it. That is the tough thing about that lake. And I've never fished it in the summer. I'd like to get up there in the summer, but fishing it in the winter is uh, nice because you don't have the big waves. But you get out there in the middle of that lake some days and that wind's blowing, and, you can, I mean, visibility is can be non-existent if the snow starts uh, blowing yeah, we, around. We fished there this winter too and got there on a nasty, maybe it's just me. Um, it was a nasty day out there, <laughs> nasty, you. windy, cold day. And it was a nasty, windy, warm day um, this weekend. Great fishing there. The big walleyes. I think there was a new state record a couple of years ago, 14 or 16 pound walleye or something. I can't remember how big it was. And now. then they had the big pike. Uh, oh yeah. About a month or two back. And if you guys want to catch a state record, if you want your name to be in the record books right now in Minnesota is the time to do it. There's brand new categories for catch and release fish. They, they finally came up with this. What a great idea because nobody wants to kill these big trophy sized fish. Right. And that's the only way to get a state record it was the only way to get a state record. So they've established new catch and release records. Now, you still can uh, take your fish, put it on the wall and, and you know, uh, get it weighed to get the, uh, the other state record. But if you don't want to do that, 
You can uh, take pictures and measure it and submit it for a catch and release record. They've got it for uh, sturgeon, uh, catfish, and muskie. And uh, what, Becca, there's, there's new records now that were set uh, already for sturgeon and catfish. Is that yeah. right? Tell me about the sturgeon. Yeah, there were two people. They were actually uh, caught on the same day. At the beginning of May, May 8th, a lake sturgeon and a flathead were caught. And uh, the sturgeon was caught on Rainy River by Cindy Pelosky of Frazee, 62 inches seven, and 7 eighths inches with a 29-inch girth. Wow. And That's a chubby one. I know, right? And then uh, Stephen Demores of Stillwater, he caught the catfish, 47 inches with a 30-inch girth on St. Croix River. Wow, that's a huge catfish. 47 by 30. Yeah, really. That's a good, that's a good size that's fish. That's one big, ugly fish. I've, <laughs> I've caught a fish about that size before. So that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, and that was a flathead catfish. Where did yep. he catch that one? At St. Croix River. St. Croix. But it's crazy that they did it on the same day. Did it, well, yeah, but I mean, it, obviously they're out there doing that. So, so. And, and, and I think people are just st- still realizing that there's these new catch and release records out there. So somebody right. may have caught bigger fish mm-hmm. since since this is, program has been happening. They just haven't submitted them. And in fact, Greg, there's still time. Nobody has submitted the muskie record yet. You know, that's too bad considering that guy last uh, last fall or a couple guys that caught those giants out on yeah. Yep. So if there's no record, yeah, gee, well. that leaves a lot of opportunity. All you got to do it? is catch it. Measure it, photograph it, and then send it on its way. Right on. Guidelines and application forms for each type of record are available on the Minnesota DNR website, mndnr.gov slash recordfish. Uh, congratulations, by the way, to the winners of the Minnesota State High School Clay Target League. You know, the state championship was last weekend, and, you know, we were following the, the kids from Pillager around a little bit, following them out of Alexandria, and then they got to go down to uh, Prior Lake for the state tournament. There was a, a perfect record uh, 100 score, 100 score at the state tournament this year. Could you imagine that? Being, in the wind. That's awesome. In the wind, being a high school kid and shoot 100 straight, breaking clays. Uh, Jack Knoss, uh, Jack Knoss from Kimball High School took first, shooting a perfect 100. There were four kids that uh, shot a 99. Uh, ben Dietz from New Prague, Max Bunning from Wyzetta, uh, Chase uh, Totovich from Bemidji, and Adam Munuk, Adam, I'm going to call him Adam W. Adam W. From St. Michael <laughs> Albertville shot a 99. And then three more shot 98s. Logan LeClaire from Eastview. Nathan Arsvold from Rockford High School. And Michael Woodward from Hastings High School. I'll shoot 98s. I mean, <laughs> you know, that from 100, from first place to eighth place, a difference of two, two clays. Uh, from a perfect 198. The, I mean, That's those scores are close. all unbelievable. New yeah. Craig uh, took first. Uh, bolstered by uh, that second place finish from Ben Dietz. Uh, the team champions, uh, New Prague taking first, second place, St. Michael Albertville, and third place, Bemidji High School. So uh, congratulations to all those kids shooting at the state tournament. And North Dakota had their state tournament as well, Becca? Yes, they did. Uh, Grand Forks Central High School won first place on June 18th. Uh, more than 400 uh, students represented 23 high schools. 23 high schools. That's so crazy. How many schools? North Dakota, especially. Oh, yeah, exactly. A sophomore from North Dakota Central, Brian Hansen, he scored 99 out of 100. And he won the High Gun Overall Award, which helped his team win. And they only were divided by three points from Devil's Lake. So Mm -hmm. he helped out his team. That was pretty awesome. Well, congratulations, too. So Devil's Lake took second? 
I think they they might have taken second. Yeah. yeah. Well, congratulations to those uh, those shooters from Devils Lake, and of course Grand Forks Central uh, for winning state in uh, North Dakota. Running a foul of the law. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Or false. Gary Forsberg of Pelican Rapids investigated a parked car on a WPA or a waterfall production area. That car was seen there several times and they were suspecting that someone was either illegally training their dog or possibly growing marijuana. So they checked it out. They investigated. Turns out someone was just sunbathing. No, wow! No violation. Well, that's not fun at all. Just the naked truth. <laughs> oh. is, is that true or false, Greg? True. That is a true story, and that's the way it was written. This is from the Minnesota Conservation Officers Report. That's the way it was written. No violation. Just the naked truth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that's awesome. All right, CEO Angie Warren of Detroit Lakes assisted the sheriff's office after an individual backed his truck partially into a lake to wash it. (laughs) He heard it was a touchless car wash lake. Is that true or false, Brian? I am going to say it's true. (laughs) It's true. I made up the part about the touchless car wash lake. But uh, yeah, he backed... I was thinking, man, this guy backed your truck right into the lake every little wash. (laughs) That's kind of dirty. Yeah, it might not be a good idea, I suppose. Uh, CEO Joyce... Uh, Kuski of Little Falls investigated calls of a hungry bear that broke into a house and pulled out oatmeal and hot cocoa in the kitchen, pulled down the clothes in the bedroom closet, and even left nose prints all over the bathroom mirror. The same week, the bear tried to break into another house, presumably looking for more porridge. Is that true or false, Becca? (laughs) Um, I'm going to say that that's true, except for the last part. Actually, it's all true. Uh, oh. We know for sure that the bear was <laughs> well, looking for porridge. Don't. Presumably. Yeah. Presumably, yeah. I should have known. That's the way it was written. I should have anyway. known. Yeah, I can't take credit for the porridge line. That's all from the Minnesota Conservation's Officer Report. You know, that bear could have either been looking for more porridge or more beer. How about that? Huh? <laughs> Did you guys hear the story of the bear that drank 36 beers? And then passed out in a campground. What a show off. I mean, wow. sounds like a story from Animal House. And he was brand specific. <laughs> yeah, he only right. drank one kind of beer. <laughs> this happened in Washington. He broke into some coolers at a campground, drank all the, the Rainier beer. Oh, Rainier. But wouldn't, there was bush, there was bush beer in there. He wouldn't drink the bush. Uh, can't blame him. One. He yeah. drank one and then <laughs> left the rest. That was enough. That wow. was enough of that. Bush. <laughs> drank all the Rainier. And then passed out in a tree for four hours. Oh, my gosh. I mean, who hasn't been there? Really? I mean. <laughs> I, thought, I thought bears just drank hams. <laughs> yeah. Right. The beer refreshing. <laughs> Land of sky blue waters. Well, giant lake trout, that is what Tazan Lake is all about. World records are in that lake. And Trevor Montgomery will tell us how you can fish for one next year on Northland Outdoors Radio. Plus, John Devney from Delta Waterfowl will give us an update on breeding duck numbers and what that could mean for our hunting season this fall. Uh, Greg, Brian, and Brecca, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> How would you like this to be the sound of your alarm clock? 
The Lakeshore Kings have your chance to spend weekends and weekdays in Lake Country with the unique opportunity to own and operate your own resort. Birchhaven Resort on Birch Lake near Hackensack offers sunset views from its sandy beach and comfortable cabins. And it's on the market at an extremely reasonable price. Contact Steve Leary or Preston Peters of Exit Lakes Realty by visiting lakeshorekings.com. That's lakeshorekings.com. And begin your life at the lake today. You're listening to Northland Outdoors Radio.